Hello, and welcome to episode 9 of the Blame Sabermetrics podcast. I'm Evan Culbertson, and with me, as always, is Brandon Schlotfeld. Brandon, how you doing? Great. How about you, Evan? I'm doing pretty well. You see that Riot Fest lineup? I did. Riot Fest looks uh, pretty great. Yeah, I, I agree. If Morrissey plays, that is. Yeah. So, <laughs> Morrissey, I would say, is probably the biggest draw. I guess the original Misfits, but... Morrissey's, you know, a big deal, but he said this week that he's not gonna, not gonna do it. Mm-hmm. You, you really think that? Yeah, I don't know if he's gonna play because, I mean, if he demands like a beach-free festival, they're just gonna balk and get someone else. Yeah, I mean, they can't, they can't meet that. Pun intended. They cannot meet that requirement. <laughs> oh my god! I should just turn off this podcast <laughs> and they'll just delete us. Uh. No, but the rest of the lineup's pretty good. I mean... Thursday, like, I'm just going to ugly cry so much during their set. Thursday's going to be fun. I'm excited to see Refused, finally. I know that their last album was garbage. Yeah. Uh, but I, I have a real soft spot for Shape of Punk to come. I do, too. I When they toured, when they were in Chicago last time, the tickets sold out in, like, five seconds, and I, I still don't think anyone got tickets. Yeah, that I, was... I think it was just a sham, because I got on... And I refreshed a few times, so I was like, oh, sold out. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. It was like a $40 ticket, too, and it's still sold out Maybe that out concert that didn't happen. Maybe that concert was like a performance art ticket-buying experience. <laughs> yeah, like a Death Grip show or something like that? Where exactly. They, where they just, like, destroy their gear and walk off stage? Death Grips are playing Riot Fest. Yeah, I'm really excited <laughs> to uh, see what happens there. Yeah, they're not playing Riot Fest. What, who's more likely to play, Morrissey or Death Grips? Um... I'd say I'd say Death Grips. Yeah, probably Morrissey. Uh, I don't think they've done. I don't think they've done anything like controversial in a while that I know of. Besides, I don't know. I feel like the they always. Thing, the last thing I've heard of was like the penis on the their album cover. I'm really. I'm sure they've bailed on some shows much. since then. They probably have. I'm actually like low key, like really excited to see D. Snyder because I loved Twisted Sister when I was like 11. That's fun. Uh huh. I've never listened to them. <laughs> you kind of got out there for a second. I did? Yeah, a little bit. Weird. We're good now. i everything. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe that's Cut what I get side. for talking about D. Snyder, so. You want to you wanna talk about baseball? Do we have to? I mean, I realize this is a baseball podcast, but all right. Uh, I feel like that's what's expected of us. All right, whatever. Baseball it is. So, uh, I want to talk about... I want, to, I, want to be, I want to have a hot take here. Oh, God. Start, start things off with a hot take. I'm going to mute my microphone. Jackie Bradley Jr. has a 27-game hit streak. And people are pretty excited about it. I'm going, to, I'm going to go ahead and say my hot take is that who cares? Is this a big deal? It's 27 games. Is it a big deal, Brandon? Answer my question. Um, yeah, because he's never been... Well, yeah, I mean, I'll say yeah. It's, it's a big deal. I mean, I don't really care. <laughs> I don't really care about hit streaks, I guess. It'd be cool if the record was broken. Yeah, I mean, speaking of, this is the, uh, for anyone who has the MLB at bat app, is getting annoying updates about Joe DiMaggio every day. That was like the easiest, or like the fastest I've ever turned off push notifications like in my life. Yeah, it's uh, it's a nightmare. I don't, I could not care less about a hit streak from 1941. <laughs> Uh, but hey, uh, Jackie Bradley Jr. is challenging the record, so mm-hmm. he's he's halfway there, just just about. 
on Baseball Reference's um, longest hitting streaks page, they start at like thirty. So he doesn't even qualify for interesting, <laughs> really or historical. Yeah. How many do they list? Oh, I'm not going to count them. But everyone oh, who's had more is than it, 30, is it a lot? It's thirty or more. Uh, there's probably like, I don't know, forty here, thirty-five, forty. Okay. So it's not quite. It's interesting, but not. It's mildly interesting. I mean, right now. yeah, lots of good, but not good names on this list. But not quite like notable. I wouldn't say notable. It's not to thirty yet. Ryan Zimmerman mm-hmm. and Andre Ethier have both had thirty game hit streaks. So they've been good before, though. Is your point that Jackie Bradley hasn't? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he's not been. I mean, he's a he's a talented young player. I can see this being his breakout. I mean, not that a hit streak is indicative of breakout, but clearly he's seeing the ball well, you know? Right, especially if you're doing it 27 games in a row or 28 games in a row. Yes, it's just it's just luck. It doesn't really matter. I, I mean, I don't think it matters. Mm-hmm. I'm watching a video right now. Can You You can't hear it, right? I cannot hear a video. Okay. I'm watching, Jordan, I'm watching a video of Jordan Lyles just hit Ryan Vogel's song in the head of the pitch. Oh, wow. Yeah. When? Um, seven hours ago it was submitted, so I'm going to guess it was, uh, it was an early game. Is he okay? I don't know. Actually, no, it hit him, like, on the face. It did not, like, it didn't hit his helmet. I'm going to send you the picture. Please, this is gruesome. No, it's, it's not, not safe for work. Like, you could see it on your work computer. I'm not at work right now, Brandon. There's no, well, there's no blood. Okay. There you go. I'm sure this is so entertaining for the listener. <laughs> this is what I get for going on like baseball Reddit for topics while we're talking. Get off baseball Reddit. <laughs> Yikes. Okay. I can't help myself. Okay, so back to Jackie Bradley Jr. Sorry for that little um, digression. Yeah, uh, I just, I don't know. People are really excited about it, and I can't care that much, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, when it gets to 30, I will care. Okay, what's is 30 your minimum to care about a hit streak? Uh, I don't think I'm predisposed to care much about a hit streak regardless, but I think, let's say 31. 31 you'll care? 31, I'm like, okay, this is fine. It's not the minimum, but it's just above the minimum. Yeah, it's just, again, I'm never going to care. So it's just, when does mm-hmm. it start being fun for me? And I think 31, I'll start being like, Like, okay. when do you start, like, like setting notifications so you know, like, when he's that bad? I will never do that. <laughs> not not even if it's what if it's at fifty five. You won't do it. I would watch the game if that's what it was. Okay. You know, like I wouldn't want a notification. I would want to witness history. But okay. if Bryce Harper had a thirty one game hit streak, I would be. If Bryce Harper had a six game hit streak, you would. That's true. Be you'd be on your. I don't even know what you would do. My bar honestly. for Bryce Harper worship is very low. <laughs> okay. Oh, don't we know it? Let's talk about do you ha- outfielders who aren't playing. Okay. Namely, the news that Josh Hamilton is not coming back this year. Mm-hmm. He's, uh, he, people were thinking that he was going to rejoin the Rangers sometime this summer, and now it sounds like he's going to have another surgery and, you know, stay out for the rest of the year. So, mm-hmm. it's a bummer. I mean, at least the Rangers aren't paying him to, they're not paying him anything, are they? No, but the Angels are. <laughs> Yeah, the Angels are. Well, they were anyways. Yeah, but I don't know. There's something... It's just depressing that, like, Josh Hamilton can't seem to catch any breaks ever. Right. 
Well, the Rangers... That's all I have to say about that. Yeah, well, the Rangers, they also uh, have had troubles. Shin Chu Chu has not been able to stay healthy. So their outfield looks rough, though. Nomar Mazar has been pretty great. Uh, but they right. called up Joey Gallo. Their, their top prospect. And that may or may not be relevant to the outfield. He's played outfield before. I don't think that that's where they want to use him. Yeah. Well, I mean... Um... Bell trade assigned that extension, so it kind of looks like that was going to happen regardless. Right. Either first base or the outfield. But, uh, yeah, they're actually they're second in the AL West. They're a game and a half back right now. So they're, like, hot on the tail of the Mariners. And I don't know. I think they really got to, like, I think calling up Gallo is the right move. They have to stay competitive. Yeah. Because they're, they're dropping like flies. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean that the, the division's kind of garbage. You Darvish is coming back, so I think he That's made right. a pretty hard start on Sunday, right? Is it this Sunday? That's great. I, I think it's this Sunday. That's awesome. I'm excited to have him back. Me too. You Darvish is just good for baseball. Right. I agree. He makes baseball fun. But uh, what do you what do you think about Gallo? You think he's gonna contribute more than last year? I think he has to. I mean, I don't think it was possible to him for him to get much worse than he was. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't think he'll be like 2016, like Buxton level, well, where yeah. he was so far. That's uh, that's nightmarish. I will say, so far in yeah. AAA, he's cut his um, his strikeout rate about in half, which is great because last year at the major league level, in 36 games, he had a 46 percent strikeout rate, which is abysmal. Yeah. So it's still high. It's at 22% at AAA this year. But that's, you know, if he's cut that in half, it'll go up again, of course, being in the majors. But mm-hmm. it's still half of what his, his trend over the past few years in minor leagues has been around 40%. So. Okay, so what do you think his strikeout percentage will be on June 23rd? June 23rd. That's not that far. I guess it's a month exactly. That's why you picked it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it wasn't just an arbitrary date just, I like, pulled out of my ass. Yeah, pulled it out of your ass. Um, <laughs> it's my friend's birthday, so that's the. Uh, I mean, it'll probably be around. I'd probably say like thirty. I think he's still going to strike out a lot, but I think he's going to connect more. Is what that says, which means he's just going to hit a lot more home runs. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is what everyone expects of him. So, do you think he? What do you think is? Do you think he hits his? All right, just guess the slash line. I won't ask if it's over like an arbitrary number. Just guess what it is. Uh, two twenty. Two twenty. Okay. Three ten. Uh, and probably like five hundred. I think he's gonna he's gonna hit for a lot of power, but he's gonna. Yeah. Okay. I'll say two twenty three ten five hundred. I'm gonna say two fifty, three twenty, five. 510. Okay. Not that different, but. No. I don't think he's going to hit 220. I think he'll hit 250s is a good number. Okay. And that'd be nice. I mean, you know, he's what, 22? He's really Somewhere around yeah. there. He's exciting. Uh, and like I mentioned earlier, Nomar Mazzara, who's been really nice. He's only 21 and is tearing it up for the Rangers. Uh, you, said the, you said the division's garbage. I. I'm interested. What do you? Uh, who do you think wins it this year? Um, We're still way too early to tell because it's that bad. 
I I would just love to. I just feel so bad for Mike Trout. I really want to say the Angels. Just just a pity. Yeah. Just a pity prediction, you know. But, you know what? I'll say the Astros won like twelve in a row somehow, and then they just win the division. Yeah, the Astros just play because, like six hundred from here on out. Yeah. Yeah, because baseball. And the Astros are supposed to be good. Like it would not surprise me if they played really really well from here on out. That's what mm-hmm. we were expecting of them. Right. Jose Altuve still tearing the cover off the ball. Update from our yeah. last episode. Still killing it. How many home runs has he hit in this last week? He's hit 50 home runs this past week. Holy shit. Yeah, he's a monster. Steroids. <laughs> All right. Uh, what else do you want to talk about? Um, well, we could talk about Sonny Gray. We could. May he rest in oh, peace. I, just... <laughs> I know. Oh, my God. Just... just... Like him, okay, he's been bad this year. Dallas Keuchel has been disappointing. Matt Harvey hasn't been great. Like, what's up with all these marquee name pitchers being bad? Well, I guess not every. I mean, not every marquee pitcher. Greinke's been, been bad. Been like bad Sale. Greinke's been bad. Mm. Uh, I think hasn't Price he been hasn't, bad, or is he? I wouldn't say he's been bad. Well, Price's peripherals are really good. He's just had. He didn't have a good start. Okay. Yeah, like ERA wise, but I mean, I think his. At one point, like his ERA was like six point five, and like his xFIP was like two fifty five. So yeah, right now his he's got a five fifty ERA and a two sixty nine FIP. So yeah, I'm not uh, very worried about him. Yeah, but no, I mean, like, no, sales doing great. Clayton Kershaw, everyone's talking about right now, is you know having another superstar season. Uh, Steven Strasburg's mm-hmm. doing really well. So it's not everyone. Cindergard. Mm-hmm. I saw a tweet earlier. I meant to send it to you, but Noah Syndergaard has more 98-mile-per-hour pitches than, like, 12 teams or something like that combined. Holy crap. I know. He's a, he's a monster. Mm-hmm. Now, what point does his arm just, like, disconnect from his body and just and just fly away? I really hope no time soon. <laughs> I don't know. It does bum me out that, like, I feel like Harvey's been, like, totally swept to the side. Mm-hmm. And he's getting booed by his own fans. That's It's those fucking New York fans, man. Like... I know. They hold their players to too high of a standard. Mm-hmm. Jose Fernandez is still good. That's 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 a relief. I had to check to make sure. Yeah. But... <laughs> man, I love Jose Fernandez. I know. It's... It's incredible. Like, then you see, like, all these pitchers who expect to have great years, and then all of us, and at the same time, David Ortiz is, like, the best player in baseball in his last year. That's crazy. We can talk about that. What do you, uh, do you have, do you have a hot take there? Nope. Um. <laughs> that I'm just happy that his, his last uh, 162 games. Uh, do you want to guess his slash line? Do you want to guess, or do you just want me to tell you? How about you just tell me? 291, 375, 605. That's incredible. 44 home runs, 52 doubles, and one triple. Wow. Mm-hmm. He hit a triple at age 40. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> and the funny part, the tweet says, before the stats, it says, warning, not safe for work. <laughs> and then lists, like, his incredible stats below. I mean, yeah. Do uh, I think we talked about this at some point. I don't know if we talked on the podcast or just separately, but do you think he's uh, he's a Hall of Famer? 
Um, I think if he finishes the season and he's hitting as well as he is now, or at least, you know, close to where he's at now, I'm going to say that maybe this last good year, like ending on a high note, will probably sit well with voters. I can't imagine he finishes the I can't imagine. I can't imagine. If he well, finishes... Uh, like, the, let's say he finishes, like, 280. Look, okay, that's different. If it's August and he's hitting 330... And slugging almost 700, <laughs> then like he has to reconsider retirement, right? At that point, you gotta. Mm-hmm. Or maybe he does, like, you know, he retires and then comes back a year later or something. That's insane. Right. God, he's so good right now. I almost don't want him to come back. I almost just want him to end like this. Just to have this perfect memory of him. I mean, he is. Because what if he comes back and he hits like 220, 290, 340? Yeah. I don't know. He just completely breaks. Revisiting my own question, I don't know if he gets to the Hall of Fame. I think that the I'll... steroid stuff is going to chase him. Nobody's talking about it right now, but I think it's going to come back around. Mm-hmm. And people are going to be like, oh, steroids. I don't understand. You used them. Edgar Martinez is so much better, so that's the mm-hmm. that's the gold standard there. I'm going to say... I don't think he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. I say he gets in his seventh year. Seventh year? No. I'm going to say his seventh year he gets in. I don't... Nothing. No intelligent meaning behind that prediction. Just, you know what? I'll say, I'll say his seventh year. You know what? I'll go on the record right now. I say tenth year. He's going to get on his last year? A hundred percent. You know what? You're right. It's going to take a while, but then they're going to say, we only got one more chance for Big Poppy. So as of right now, um, half of the Dodgers' forty-man roster is on the is on the the DL right now. They are. That's a lot. Oh, yeah, it's probably not twenty. It's close. I feel like everyone on that team is injured in some sort of way. Not Clayton Kershaw, still a star. Not Clayton Kershaw, still I the wonder... goddamn best. They are twenty-two and twenty-three right now. They are they're four and a half, they're tied with the Rockies right now in the National League West. If that says anything to you, it does. It says a lot. So I'm not surprised okay. the Giants are beating them because the Giants everyone thought were going to be good. It is an even year, but it is a, a damn even year. But <laughs> yeah, they, no, they are tied with the Rockies, and that's not good. Mm-hmm. See so if we go on. The the Dodgers started the year just based off fan graphs. They had an eighty seven point three percent of making the postseason. And where is it at now? What do you think? How far do you think it's dropped in less than two months? I'd say it's only dropped like ten, fifteen percent. It has dropped twenty four percent. Wow. Little 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 less than twenty four percent. Is that sixty three point seven? So still, still pretty likely. Yeah, it's still pretty likely. I mean, do you think? Do you think they do? Yeah, I still say they do, because Ryu's coming back next week, a couple weeks, mm-hmm. something like that. And hopefully, Justin Turner remembers how to hit. Hopefully, Puig can remember how to hit. That'd hopefully, be nice. Howie Kendrick can remember how to hit. Three really good players who have been really good, and it's like they're swinging the bat <laughs> the the opposite way. This year. 
and yet they're still 22 and 23. I think that's just amazing in itself that they still managed to be right around 500. That's a testament to, like, you know, the talent on that roster. Okay, let's say same roster, same amount of injuries, but Clayton Kershaw isn't pitching for them. Someone else is in the rotation. What's their record? Uh, who's someone else? That's I, well, I need more context. replacement level. Say they just call up someone from AAA. just replacement that's level. Not, that's not Urias. That's not Urias or DeLeon. Uh, I mean, like they signed Mark Burley out of retirement, and he pitches for them. I don't know what he's their ace. Kershaw's wins above replacement is, but I guess probably only like I don't know. They're probably three or four games back. Okay, well they're four and a half right now. Oh, I mean, and back up Kershaw, they they're four and a half right now, and Kershaw has put up three and a half wins. Oh, okay, I was exactly right. That's crazy. I would say three. Or, I said I meant three or four back from where they are right now, so they'd be. Oh, okay. I thought you meant okay. Yeah. So you think that they're they're probably looks like they're last. The, yeah, around the Padres, Padres are seven are, and yeah. a half. Nin- 19, 19 or twenty wins, depending. I don't know. Okay. It's really weird to like you know make that prediction. That's a. Mm-hmm. But no, I think Kershaw's been a huge part of it because he's been pitching out of his mind. I know. It's amazing. He's been, so far this year, he's been better than what he was last year, which is insane. That is insane because he probably could have won the Cy Young last year. I think he should. Let's just not talk about that right now. I mean, he's he was the Cy Young last year in my mind, so I don't care how everyone else voted. Okay. Because it doesn't matter. Do you get mad about that, though? Like, do you think, like, if someone, say, like, if the year Miggy B. Trout to be the AL MVP, do you, are you mad that I don't, Trout, I definitely like, do you get, get mad, mad that people that you think should have been the, the award winner doesn't get voted? I definitely don't get mad. I think that that's, I mean, I want the people to win, but I don't, I don't know, sometimes it's really clear, and sometimes it's not. So, like, with the Trout's rookie year when he was, you know, the best season we'd seen since Barry Bonds. Like, yes, I felt pretty strongly that he should have won the MVP. But I think of other examples where, like, the year that Clayton Kershaw didn't win the Cy Young and um, Ari Dickey won it. I thought Kershaw should have won it. But that's my own, like, I, I buy into, like, grand narratives. Like, I want players who are going to be in the record books and are going to be people who we love watch pit, watching pitch for 10 years to win awards more than I want to watch Ari Dickey win an award because he had a good year out of nowhere you know mm-hmm. but I don't get mad I don't I don't care enough to be mad I get mad more in retrospect if I look at the years where like Alex Rodriguez didn't win MVP and, like, lost, like, Juan Gonzalez or whatever, I get more mad about that than I do in real time. <laughs> okay. So you remember how I said before we started recording that I had a topic that I forgot? I do remember. I can't think of it. I remembered it. What's the topic? Okay. So let's say in the next CBA that draft pick trading becomes allowed. Mm-hmm. How soon do you think we see the first draft pick trade after it's initiated? Let's say uh, once the CBA gets voted in, like, let's just say, I'm not sure exactly how it is when they when they get a new one together. It's this offseason. 
Okay, but like I don't know exactly like when it starts, when it becomes it, it would be the effective immediately or not. It would be the following okay. season. Okay. Okay. So how soon after the start date that a draft pick can be traded, can, do we see can it? Can all draft picks be it? traded? Yeah, one, rounds 1 through 30, or 35, or how many yeah. there are. I think it's 35. I would say that first year, yeah. No, like how soon, like right at, like days, like weeks, months. Oh, can they be traded? Oh, they can be traded anytime. Uh, yeah, let's just say uh, right after it becomes effective. Uh, Probably not until April or May. Okay. So, I mean, I, I wouldn't know when it goes into effect if it's like when it when it's signed or if it's the CBA starts at the beginning of the season, but I think it's mm-hmm. only like a month or two before the June draft. Right. Do you think like the weeks leading up to it would be like a second? It kind of would, it would almost be like a second trade deadline, wouldn't it? Because you yeah. can't, can't trade draft picks afterwards. I think that the first year people would be more hesitant. I think as it becomes a part of baseball culture and it's just, you know, mm-hmm. the way we do things, you'll start seeing like, down to the wire people trading draft picks for for top players like pretty regularly but i think the first year yeah. it's gonna like happen way out everyone's gonna make a big fuss about it and then i don't think that it would be i don't think that first year it would be like a, a second trade deadline but i think we just grow to get used to it like oh you know they have this they have the number two pick to trade and they want sunny gray assuming it happens that's soon that sunny gray is still really good uh, mm-hmm. And we it would, we just like come to accept it as part of baseball life, right? Do you disagree? How many mid How many mid round picks do you think the Cardinals would trade for? All of them. <laughs> the Cardinals would just. I mean, here's the thing though: the Cardinals are going to start being bad and start having some high draft picks again. So, mm-hmm. <sighs> they might not. They might not need those mid rounders. <laughs> yeah, that's what I wonder. Like, if like what teams are going to value their first round pick is i mean like the difference between the top like three picks is way different than like even when you get to like the 20th like the 21st pick oh yeah it's a huge difference mm-hmm. but how like how big of a difference like let's say i don't know let's say that i'm trying to think of a, all right let's say strasburg didn't sign the extension and he was going to be a free agent he's going, yeah, and he's going to be a free agent. And let's say um, that, well, it would be hard to, I guess it probably wouldn't be worth that much at the trade deadline if that's what they were going to trade him for since they don't know yeah, that's the thing, how good this... the team would be next year. So you could be like, oh, we'll trade a first-round pick. But it could be, they could be picking 20th or, or they could be, pick, could be picking 24th or something. I mean, isn't that how it works in football? Don't I have no idea how there's in basketball. Work. In basketball, there's protected picks and there's unprotected yeah. picks. Um, I mean, it would just it would just totally revolutionize the system. I wish mm-hmm. I don't know enough about the NFL drafts, but I know enough about the NBA. There, it would just be a whole new system in place that like there would be. I don't know because if you could See, trade think- the first round pick and then lose it. I don't, that's the weird thing is that like if you're trading for seasons out, that that would be really hard to do in baseball because I think that a lot of GM strategy mm-hmm. is based around how they're going to approach those future drafts. Right. Like, do you think, like, let's say that someone's trading, like, I don't know, like just some random like fourth starter 
or whatever, and but they want the first their first round pick like four years from now. Like, do you think that's? I wonder how teams would value that, like a first round pick four years from now. That's yeah, that's really hard to. I think we would see stuff like that happen if it was legal. I don't know if. I can't sit here and tell you how a team would value their fourth first round pick four years from now. <laughs> it depends so much right. on the team too. Like, I think that the the Phillies' first round pick four years from now is very different than the Dodgers' first round pick four years from now. You know. Right. They, in that you think the Phillies will be good and the Dodgers won't, or in that, I mean, it sort of depends, right? We're not quite used right. to, right? Yeah, I guess we don't know. But like for mm-hmm. I was thinking, like the Dodgers end up signing people and losing those picks anyway, hmm. and so they're they tend to be more cavalier with them versus the Phillies rebuilding and expecting to be. I, I think they expect to be good in four years. So I don't know. This is this is getting even more speculative than usual. This probably deserves its own episode. I think so too. But one more thing I want to say, and then we can be done. We should revisit this. But one. I wonder if, if yeah, we can come back to it like in January when we have mm-hmm. nothing else to talk about. Right. But, but let's say like a team that has a lot of free agents that are going to be, the, the like they'll be free agents at the end of the year, mm-hmm. and then they trade them all like for like a first round pick, second round picks, something like that. And then, you know, if the CBA still has its... So when you sign a compensation free agent, if the if the qualifying offer system is still there, they trade them for all these higher round picks, and then they go sign everyone. So then they're really, they're really not losing picks, you know? Yeah. They're not losing their own picks. They're losing all the picks that they traded for. So there's really no consequence. That's what I thought would be, would be interesting. Like a team could trade for all these picks... And then they would just give them all away once they signed all the free agents they wanted that had the qualifying offers attached to them. If it's still there. If this ever happens. And I'm sure in some parallel universe, it's happening right now. Someone just traded Mike Trout for <laughs> their first round picks for the next five years. Did you have a question in there? I don't think so. Okay. Yes, I agree. It would be interesting. I think I, was, I think I was asking myself a question. Yes, it would be interesting if that's where the that was where it was going. Yeah, I don't know. It sounded that sounded a lot better in my head when I was thinking about it when you were talking. No, I mean, I think it's a it's a good question. It's something I hadn't really thought about bringing into baseball before, but mm-hmm. is relevant because apparently they're renegotiating the CBA, maybe even as we yeah. speak. But I think it expires at the end of the season. So it does. There will be a new one for next season, for the next four years. Or we'll we'll have a baseball lockout, and then... And then I somehow become a football fan. God, no. <laughs> on that uh, note, that's a dark we, should, uh, we should call it a day. Yeah, on that somber note. Yeah. The idea of no baseball. Let's, let's wrap it up. Let's be, let's be thankful that we still have baseball. Uh, and <laughs> for the foreseeable future, we have baseball. We don't have to worry about it disappearing. So... Uh, yeah, thanks for listening, and we'll uh, we'll see everyone next week. All right, bye, Evan. Bye, Brandon.